Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Yesterworld podcast. And joining me, as usual, is my co-host, Quinn. Uh, hello. We actually have a, a pretty full podcast for today. We have uh, three big topics, and then, of course, we're going to dive into uh, Mark's latest episode of Yesterworld, which was a bit of a niche one, uh, Adventure Through Inner Space. Uh, and then we're going to talk a little bit about Tomorrowland in Disneyland, because uh, that obviously ties into inner space. Um, and then... We're going to talk about the brand new Harry Potter coaster in Orlando, which I'm sure a lot of people want to hear us talk about because it's all over everywhere now. It's kind of can't get away from it if you're even in any theme park circle. Right, because uh, it's doing some, so uh, poorly. That's why it's, you know, because it's just no one's riding it. That's the problem. Everyone hates it. I mean, you yeah. can it's walk-on right now. It's Fast exactly. and Furious all over again. Uh, <laughs> and then uh, some pretty, pretty sad news, although unconfirmed, about... Uh, Country Bears, which comes just like a month after the Country Bear Yesterworld episode, so uh, adds another chapter to that story, or potentially. Yeah, um, so Mark's happen. episode of uh, Inner Space, um, I watched it. I'm assuming you guys watched it, because if you didn't, you won't know most of what we're talking about. Um, a ride I knew pretty much nothing about other than it existed, uh, and one that when I was watching the video, I kind of wished I had got the chance to experience it, because so many features of that ride just seemed ahead of their time at least for when that ride uh, came out I guess that's what ahead of their time means but yeah 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 it really was because in terms of dark ride you know because this was before Pirates uh, sorry this was before Haunted Mansion um, Pirates had come out that same year but in terms of the typical dark ride it really was ahead of its time you know it was the first attraction to use the Omnimover vehicle system which I talk about in the video and also just, you know, when you look at the Fantasyland dark rides or any dark rides at any parks, you know, a lot of them were flat um, plywood cutouts and, revol you know, used a lot of black lighting. And they were very, very simple in a way. And with Inner Space, it was the first to really utilize projection effects, which now I think, you know, wouldn't with the way it did in the attraction, it wouldn't hold up because projections have come just so far but back then, it was pretty revolutionary the way they utilized projection effects and then also implemented real, you know, props. And the props were huge. They weren't just like flat. Again, they weren't like flat cutouts. They were – it's hard to tell when you look at ride footage because it was just so dark. But when you look at some of the other photos, like the construction photos, you know, from the, the microscope to the snowflakes to the, you know, the H2O molecules and all that, it was just – there hadn't really been anything like that on that kind of scale. It really did have a huge impact on like future Disney attractions, as I talk about in the in the video in terms of safety concerns going forward. And, you know, it was like always known as the as the make out ride and say that in the video, but people always called it the make out ride. And I guess they would. Uh, even though a lot of people have said that it was the first and I tried to make this clear um, a lot of people say it was the first ride to use CCTV cameras to keep an eye on visitors. Uh, that's not the case. It was just what inspired them to use them in Pirates. I think they installed them in Pirates of the Caribbean first. But they would have various employees stationed throughout the attraction with flashlights for the very dark portions. And, you know, if they saw or heard anything questionable, they would shine the lights in the vehicles and tell them to knock it off and um 
the crazy, I won't get too into it, but you hear stories. It's pretty crazy what people would do on that attraction uh, beyond making out. I'll just say that, which is pretty, I guess, is a, you know, it's the 60s. And so people <laughs> didn't I mean, have to it must have been it. if they had people stationed with flashlights. That seems a little excessive just if people are making out, I would think yeah. at least. Yeah, what was that? And also, like I mentioned, people were touching objects and spitting yeah. on them and grabbing them. And there was, I forget what it was. It might have been one of the 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 uh, nucleus of the atom or whatever that people would reach out and take. And it was just, it was almost like the experimental ride for everything going forward, which was what, what I found super interesting. And the more I dug into the attraction was how much of it had a lasting impact on all future experiences. Like nowadays, there's a reason why if you go on Haunted Mansion, you can't reach anything. You know, once you're in the dune buggies, um, you know, roller coasters do it to make sure, you know, it's not going to, you know, decapitate anyone. But, you know, in Haunted Mansion, you know, you can't reach out and grab or touch like anything. And that's really part, you know, big part of inner space's kind of legacy because then Haunted Mansion came out a couple of years later. So the problems must have been pretty immediate if it was that quickly integrated because, you know, even the Fantasyland dark rides, you'd hear stories of people reaching out and grabbing stuff. Um, so that's what I've always found interesting about it is just how, is how influential it was, but at the same time, how less covered it is and how less familiar. And maybe that's because so much of the ride was darkness and projections that it's harder to have taken pictures of it. Um, I think it's mostly it's not like, like I think you mentioned something about this yesterday, but a it's not tied to an IP and B there's no like lovable, memorable characters. I think that's probably most of the reason. Yeah. And that's why, like I expressed yesterday, that's why the thumbnail was so difficult because there really aren't any characters, you know, the only characters, the voice of the scientist, but even him, you know, his voice is just, you know, like I said, he's the one that supposedly went through this experience first. And what you're hearing, which I didn't know this until I kind of dug into the video more, was that it wasn't just like the ghost host where he's narrating the journey. Um, it was that you're hearing his thoughts that he had when he went, you know, on his adventure through inner space. And I thought that was really interesting. I, I guess I just hadn't thought of that. Like, oh, so you're not really hearing narration you're hearing the thoughts he would have had on his journey and that works as narration. And I thought like, that's a, you know, back then even that's a very clever way to disguise the narration as just being, Oh, some guy narrating your experience. And I don't really know if any other rides have done it in that way since there might be some, but to my knowledge, I'm not thinking of any. Well, just because I associate that voice with Haunted Mansion when I first right. heard it watching your video it got it's it seems so out of place I was like that that I mean I just kind of associate it with like a well like a haunted environment so when I heard it I was like I mean I'm sure it wasn't a problem at the time but just because of how I associate it with the Haunted Mansion I felt it yeah it just didn't and that fit. came out first you know so I'm sure anyone who had written Adventure Through Space was kind of the opposite like oh I'm hearing the scientist now giving all this creepy dialogue so that, you know, it's like kind of switched around than how it was at first. Well, it's kind of weird. They didn't have him like do a voice at all. Like he just has the same, like he delivers his lines exactly the same way in both of those rides. Yeah. That would never happen 
with you know anything today. I don't think they would have two different characters voiced by the same actor giving the exact same kind of unless it's like a Patrick Warburton, but he's not really playing a character on Soaring Over California. He's just you know doing the safety stuff. But um, yeah, it, it, going back to what I, I wish I could have experienced it like you and you know even just just to experience it you know the the whole thing and be a part of it and i'd be curious if how well it would hold up today you know if they didn't close it and they just updated it i don't know if it would have worked because again there's just so there weren't any characters to be attached to i think it would have been a difficult experience to do unless you just totally rely on all I think it screens, could have been, you know. I think it could have been pretty timeless, like at least the concept. Um, concept, yeah. The, it's not I feel like it would have feel dated, to, I don't think. I feel like they would have had to do a lot of in terms of screens, you know, rather than, oh, yeah, again, for sure. you know. Yeah, because projection effects, you know, again, have kind of devolved into where screens are just much more practical and you can do a lot more with screens. And I feel like that would have probably taken away some of the magic of the experience, but. Well, I, I, I was yeah. I was gonna say I was surprised it like when I was, when I watched the video I was surprised it lasted until the mid eighties. I just mm-hmm. I mean it I I was thinking, just based on what I saw of the ride and knowing they hadn't overhauled anything, I I, I feel like by the mid eighties that ride would have felt very, like that kind of goes against what I just said. But because they didn't update it. And because they kind of just let it fall apart. I bet that ride felt like a, I mean, like a relic at that point. Yeah, it did. And like I briefly mentioned in the video, it's tough because, you know, there are rides like Snow White or the original Snow White and Alice and Peter Pan where it's almost impossible or in most cases impossible to find ride footage of those initial versions. You know, Inner Space is the similar way. Um, I was surprised that it's like, that I'm able to find a few screen, uh, a few snippets of video here and there, but then no one seemed to get any of the Fantasyland rides. But I was just surprised that I was able to find some more visuals um, of inner space than the others. I mean, it helps that Monsanto, I never could figure out if it was Monsanto or Disney who produced it, but they produced a, a video, a promo, a promo on inner space. So, Obviously, they had pr- more, you know, professional equipment to film the various scenes and some of the props. Uh, it's very uh, fleeting glimpses into it, but it provides way more than we probably like. If that didn't exist, it would be hard to find really any kind of video footage of it because it was just so dark. And by the end, you know, the projections were dim. And I didn't mention it in the video because I couldn't, A, I couldn't really find any evidence of it beyond just like a mention, but I guess one of the projection effects eventually just stopped working. It was the one where it's all the lights going all crazy as you're getting towards the nucleus of the atom. And it just was too complicated and kept breaking down all the time. So it became just a static image. But again, I couldn't find anything visual about that. Um, so I didn't want to mention it and have it be that I, that the initial source was incorrect about it because I couldn't really find anything to back it up. But overall, you know, but I, I feel like with that one, it's one of those replacements where I totally understand. 
because again, like you know, the fountain of fashion that everyone loved with the water droplets going down the nylon threads, you know, that wasn't working. Monsanto had backed out. I doubt they would have been able to find a sponsor willing to put in the money to update it to where it needed to be. You know, the snowstorm effect from the microscope wasn't working. A lot of stuff, and there might even be more. That's just what I could find that by the end it really was just in a really bad state and i doubt they could have found a sponsor be like oh yeah we'll invest however many millions into updating this ride that's already kind of you know that that whole intrigue of the space or not the space age but you know what i mean like the chemical age where it became a negative thing after a while like especially with monsanto products i suppose um, i i mean just speaking of how it was in disrepair and in the money that it would take to invest it from either a sponsor or Disney. Like, I wonder if back then, like, there was a lot less priority, like, put on fixing things. Because mm-hmm. back then, like, I mean, now if, if something in, in Disney or Universal is, like, in disrepair, you'll start seeing it everywhere and how much of a joke it is that Disney won't fix this or fix that. Back then, like, most effects, if they weren't working, nobody would know or, yeah. or care. You know what I mean? Like... So back then, they probably had had no reason to fix a lot of things if it broke down, unless it, like, affected if the ride could operate or not. Yeah, I mean, yes and no, because then you have examples like Indiana Jones, where, you know, like, the ice effect broke down and is abandoned. Well, I guess if you're speaking more wear and tear, probably more, rather than, like, like effects they abandon because they're impractical or maintenance headaches. But probably, um, I imagine just, like less, in the 70s you know, or 80s, like if if an effect on a new ride broke down that didn't really affect the overall ride, I bet they just were like, oh, well, right, whatever. I mean, cause they, nobody's going to be nobody's going to know. Yeah. And they probably knew that by then, I imagine, you know, it was more notably known as the make out ride anyways. So they probably knew the attention was not being put on, you know, those aspects for a lot of the older crowd um so but to me it made sense with what they did it's not like one of those attractions where it's like no they could have you know kept it and i I just feel like it would have been very difficult to keep it relevant i mean at the same time yeah i would love to have ridden it myself and experience it but i think it would have been difficult to keep it relevant especially as you know the change the tastes of the public was changing more towards away from that aspect of science fiction i guess and i think monsanto it didn't help that with all the controversy about monsanto later on that that probably tainted a lot of it because it was very heavily associated with monsanto so it made sense that you know star wars comes out it's another science fiction or it's a science fiction film they realize oh we can you know without having to do too much construction like in terms of the overall building because you know the where the microscope is is where the spar the star speeder is and overall you know obviously they had to they did you know imagineers did an incredible job making you feel like you really are at a you know intergalactic spaceport but in terms of the structure i think the biggest change was just they had to raise the roof a little bit i forget the reason why um might have had to do with the simulators there's a reason why but in terms of the actual structure they didn't really change all that much and the pre-show was just kind of abandoned for a while and used as you know merchandise storage and blocked off from view uh visitors so it wasn't it made sense you know i think you know 
I think you're right. I mean, I can't imagine that ride in Tomorrowland. I guess what's kind of weird to me, in, like, it closing in the 80s, is it really does feel like a ride that would have, like, fit in Epcot pretty well around that same yeah. time. But yeah, in Tomorrowland, I can see where it it would have felt out of place. But it does. It feels like a ride that would have been opening at Epcot around yeah. that same time. And I think, again, with all the issues they've talked about of people grabbing props and you know all the things combined it was probably just one of those situations of okay we would have to re if we really want to do this right we have to pretty much redesign the entire experience because yeah that would i could totally see that as a and in a way it, it works that idea could work very well as like a simulator like a body wars kind of thing only in you know the molecular world so I think the replacement of Star Tours makes sense, not only in terms of like the business aspect, but also thematically it's, you know, similar ish in terms of, you know, uh, going on like a, a visual journey, you know, um, but I, I think overall, I, I'd be curious to talk to more people who actually wrote it and really get their true opinions on like, was it, you know, the, the must ride in your opinion, or was it more of a, you know, just kind of ride it whenever you know, you have nothing else to do. An AC ride. Yeah. Well, back yeah. then you also had to spend your your tickets if you wanted to ride it. Um, well, with Monsanto, that was the one thing. Um, I'm not sure if it stopped when Monsanto left, but when Monsanto was there, and I'm pretty sure it remained, it was one of the few uh, attractions that did not require a ticket. To oh, okay. cur- you know, I'll have to look that up and see if they started requiring one. Although I, I know by the 80s, I, I think they were... Up. It says starting in 1972, it required a sea ticket. So that's before they even left as a sponsor, right? That's interesting. I did not realize that. That's only, what, like five years after it opened? Yeah, that's interesting. Because, yeah, they left in 77, I think. I'm terrible. As anyone who watches the channel knows, I'm terrible with dates. I'm a little dyslexic when it comes to, I'll, I'll say, like, 76 and think it was actually 67. And I've always been that way, but... But yeah, um, for a time you didn't need a ticket, and maybe that's because they wanted it, you know, to really promote it. And um, no, yeah. yeah, I mean now that that is interesting that they started requiring a ticket while they were still a sponsor, just because, like you said, you would think if you were you know, if you have a ride that's not super flashy and it's like sponsored, you'd want to have it be a free ride. To that is that is that is odd, actually. Yeah, yeah, and then. The other thing I find, you know, interesting is just how closely I didn't mention it too much because I've already covered it several times in other episodes, but how closely integrated, you know, the people mover was with Adventure Through Space, how it was like a really cool glimpse into the ride or into more of the queue, I guess. And how then when Star Tours came, they just, you know, they left it and there was just a glimpse into the Star Tours queue. And of course, they blocked off the original Monsanto pre-show but you know the fact that I don't know I, I love that that whole idea of getting a glimpse into a ride it's why I've always liked the the railroad you know getting to see inside um, Splash Mountain and uh, but it's also just crazy how much Tomorrowland has changed in general because you know the people mover closed and then rocket rods came and that was a disaster and now those tracks you know, are abandoned. And in a weird way, I think Rocket Rods kind of symbolizes Tomorrowland as a whole, where I think they're not really sure what to do with it. You know, it's like in this weird kind of thematic limbo 
where they tried, you know, with the 1990s overhaul to make it, you know, it was initially going to be this huge, drastic overhaul. And then with Euro Disney, you know, budget cuts and everything forced them to do that kind of people make fun of it, like the Bronze Age, where it was kind of sort of a copy of Discovery Land, but it wasn't done all the it was kind of like it was a it had to have been one of those go big or no don't do it at all and they kind of just went in between so then you know we're left with this kind of bizarre Tomorrowland as opposed to back then where it was a very distinct kind of visual experience throughout the entire land now it's kind of a mishmash I can't see them ever doing like I've seen a lot of people say with Tomorrowland they should just you know just completely level it other than Space Mountain and redo everything. I don't know about you, but I I really don't ever see that happening. Like no. I don't really see them ever doing a total overhaul of it. I could just see it being like bit you know, piece by piece. It's too close to Walt, especially. You know, well, the sad thing is he never even got to fully see, you know, the nineteen sixty seven remodel, which I think anyone can agree that the best version of Tomorrowland was the nineteen sixty seven version you know, it was clean and and crisp and just really embodied that whole optimistic view of the future that walt had and now it's just kind of i don't even know what you call it now in my opinion and i've always felt this i'm not sure what to do with the people mover because i've heard that they can't really add in a because tr- there were rumors for a while about like an incredibles pod kind of thing but i feel like from what i've read they can't really do anything with it because the structure is too degraded over all this time to where it would require like a massive overhaul of pretty much replacing all the tracks and the support columns and everything. Um, But then to get rid of it, I've also to get rid of it would also be difficult because a lot of the structures of the people mover are tied to, you know, the surrounding attractions and buildings so I don't know what they could do with the people mover, but I think if they were to ever, and I have a suspicion that they're going to do this in Magic Kingdom's Tomorrowland, but just go back to what it was in 1967, because that's kind of in now, you know, that retro 60s vibe. I just think it could work nowadays to, you know, because now retro's in and, you know, there's this huge wave of like nostalgia coming in. For the, the 80s. <laughs> oh, I, don't, I don't know. Well, I don't know if like the the space race aesthetic is is in right now but i, I mean really the only work. the only part of that oh, the only part of tomorrowland that really has that anymore is like the astro orbiters i, I none, none none of it else really screams that to me i don't think like the theming of it you know i like if you are like a diehard theme park fan and you actually think about it yeah you're right it's all over the place but i don't think anybody actually like i don't think 99.9 percent of parkours ever consider that like i think the only real problem is yeah those tracks are just kind of sitting there but the actual theming i don't i I doubt disney thinks of it as a problem because i mean most of the rides in that part of the park are still very popular i've always heard that buzz lightyear is it what's the one in disney is it astro blasters in disneyland or is it the space Uh, ranger spin which one i think it's i always get them confused um i think it's Space Ranger Spin. I'm not even going to say because I'll probably get it mixed up. It's one or the other. Okay, the Buzz Lightyear of Star Commander. I, I've always heard that is always popular at Disney. Like, no matter when. That's a, like a crowd favorite. 
Star Tours is obviously popular and will stay popular. Uh, I mean, it's not like any of the, the... Really, the two problems I see in Tomorrowland are... And people might get mad about this, but Astro Orbiters, like, when you're going into that section of the park, is just, like, right in the way. It's mm-hmm. it's so awkward, like, where it's placed. I, I could... I, I don't know if people would be angry, but I could, I could see that going at some point just for them to help with crowd flow, especially now that it's going to be ridiculous with Galaxy's Edge. And then, yeah, yeah. The, the people mover track, from what I've heard and from what I've read, like, they really can't do anything with it. Like, yeah. it, it needs to be, like, if they wanted to do a people mover again, they would literally need to start from scratch and completely demolish the track right. and yeah. start up again. And at that point, it's just not worth it. Um so, I mean, yeah, like you said, I, I think the only thing that would happen is they just get rid of the track altogether and uh, the parts that are in the buildings, I mean, just close them off. I mean, it's not like they yeah. really pose a problem if you do that. Yeah, I guess I would just like to see both Tomorrowlands be redesigned and have a theme. Like when I look at um, Discoveryland at Paris, I just love the Which theming. Which is amazing. Of, it's yeah. amazing. I love the theming over there and i like it when things are kind of all unified by a theme and i know obviously the attractions aren't going anywhere in tomorrowland but i feel like there should be a way to unify things more aesthetically than now it's kind of again it's like half left over from the 1967 overhaul half of some of it's left over from the bronze new tomorrowland that they kind of half half did so i would love and again they i doubt they will because there's it's not going to affect probably how many people go on the attractions but i would just love to see some sort of more unifying theme there and i, I don't know i feel like but how, could how do, do you do now. that with the rides that are with the rides that i don't are know there? or do you just I, mean like the visuals like how the land looks more of how the land looks up? yeah i think that's more what i mean like between the people mover track and the and like I said, the you know the kind of the monuments left over from these different eras. I just think it could give a be given a really good modern update, and whether it would be going back to something like 1967, yeah, because it's already there. Like that would be, I'd feel like that would be the easiest option. Because um, I love, I just love that kind of style of the of the 60s. But I'm probably alone in that. But I feel like they could do something to not like change the attractions, but just like aesthetically unite everything a little better so you don't and people mover i think is kind of at the heart of it because right now it's the abandoned tracks and then you see the abandoned station and um you know which is a huge part of tomorrowland those tracks and the you know what's left over from like the rocket rods loading platform i feel like something could be done i don't know what you know like i said they're kind of in a situation where they're probably not going to want to invest the time and money to fix everything up and or remove what needs to be removed or update what needs to be updated but i think they're in kind of a pickle but obviously it's not even their focus right now you know which i mean uh, yeah it's, it's galaxy's edge and it will be for a very very you know it's like that and then epcot tomorrowland's on the i beg, i would imagine very very low on their priority list because it's doing just fine well, and Marvel, I mean, the Marvel uh, land, too. Yeah. I, I just don't think anything's going to happen with it for a while because of, I mean, Galaxy's Edge is, is still not fully opened because um, they still have the Rise of the Resistance. So I'm sure I'm sure right now and for the next at least a year, all focus is going to be on that. Um, and then we have Marvel land coming up, obviously. I mean, as far as like the attractions go, are there any you think need to go? Like Autopia, I think 
should go. I think everybody pretty much agrees with that. Um, and then, I mean, the Astro Orbiter, I don't have anything against it, but do you agree that it's just like, I could, you could see it going just because of its placement? I could see, I could see it being relocated back to its original position because where it used to be is where the loading station for the, um, people mover slash rocket rods used to be. Wait, am I getting that I think it was actually on top. This is where I'm Yeah, didn't, didn't they start building oh, it Oh, yeah, up it was there like Magic like, Kingdom. Yeah. yeah, it was like, yeah, I think if they went back to that and it works great in Magic Kingdom, um, to, yeah, I do agree with that aspect. And again, a lot of that comes down to the fact that they had this whole, you know, I recommend, I've never done like a video on it, but I've covered it enough between, I think it was Alien Encounter where I covered it the most, and then Star Tours where they really had some amazing ideas to overhaul Tomorrowland. Because even though it was really cool, the 1967 version was, even though I think now it would work better, in the 90s it was becoming incredibly outdated. Because now, you know, I feel like retro's in, even beyond the 80s. But I feel like there's just too much, because they just kind of halfway did that idea, that they might as well just, you know, kind of start, start over. But I think they could just move... The, where the Astro Orbiter is now back to its original location. And if they could find some way to utilize the people mover tracks, I feel like that would be a huge plus. Because I do agree. I think that it is kind of a weird placement for it at the time being. And it works way better as a centerpiece as opposed to the first thing you encounter. So I agree with that. In terms of attractions, I, I feel like Innovations is very underutilized. You know, it used to be Carousel of Progress, and it was American Sings, and then it was Innovations, and I think, isn't, I mean, you weren't there recently, isn't it more of a meet and greet than anything? Yeah, as far as I know, that's almost like all it's used for yeah. at this point. Which I think is a poor use of its potential. Um, yeah, Autopia, I'm kind of like, I didn't mind about the Magic Kingdom one, the Disneyland one, you know, becoming Tron. For Disneyland, it'd be tough because it was very, it was very much associated with Walt Disney. So I think that would be the biggest thing people would probably not, you know, again, those whenever you have those attractions that were very um, close to Walt, you know, it's very difficult to get rid of them. But then again, they got rid of the submarine voyage for a long time. And a lot of people didn't know if or when it would return. So and that was very close to him as well. I've never I've never ridden the Finding Nemo submarine voyage. Is it? I, I don't yeah. think I've ever watched a video of it. Is it it's, decent? It's, Do people like um, it. It's identical Never hear anything about it. To, to Epcot's uh, Living Seas, well, whatever it's called, uh, Finding Nemo. Oh, the Friends. Living Sea? Something yeah, like Friends. Yeah, I always forget the name. Yeah, it's very, very similar to that. It's I think it's way better because you do really feel like, I know as a kid I remember really believing, it's weird, even though you can see the attract, you know, the ride vehicles, for some reason in my mind, like we were really going underwater and I was convinced that we were. And so it's got, for that alone, that's worth it. You really do feel like that you are in a submarine, that you go underwater, because it takes you through, like, various levels, you know, where you're going by, uh, what's her face, Carla, and the fish, and the ruins, and then you dive deeper, and you come back up. It's a, I think it's a fun experience. I wish I could have gotten to ride the 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea at the Magic Kingdom, but then, you know, that went away. Yeah, I mean, I I just, with Tomorrowland, and I, I know a lot of people feel, like, strongly about its theming being all over the place. 
I, I guess if I was gonna make a prediction, I would say Disney does like very little. Yeah, about uh, very little to fix that. I mean, the track. I think uh, I think that's noticeable enough. Where like when you walk into Tomorrowland, like even if you're just a, you know, a dad that does not care about Disney at all, who's there with his family. I mean, I I think you would see that track and just assume it was used for something. Yeah. Um, but it's not. I mean, I mean, I, I the at least the sections you can visibly see like look like they're still, or they could still be being used. I think they use them for like uh, for like the. St- I, th- I think when I was there, like when they had like a Star Wars show, they had like stormtroopers up there. Um, yeah, I've heard they do that, or I've seen clips where they have people on you know employees on there, and they use it for a platform. Which is kind of sad. Sad that this like once beloved experience is only used as like a stage, pretty much. But to that's walk across. that's really all I could see them doing with it is just removing it. Um, I, I don't think they'll ever use. I don't think they really can uh, use it, and I don't see them replacing it with the same thing. Um, yeah. I could see them making a ride, you know, up above because it just it is a great use of space. Like just having a ride that goes over the land. So I could see something like that happening, just not anything like what the People Mover was. Um, I could see them repurposing the the theater space um, yeah. where like Captain EO and Honey, I Shrunk the Audience was, because I think it's just like the Pixar short thing now. Um, I could see them doing something with that. But other than that, I don't really see Buzz Lightyear going away anytime soon. No. They seem to be going all in with like Toy Story stuff, which we're going to be talking about more later. Um, I don't see Star Tours going away. Um, obviously, obviously Space Mountain is yeah. safe. Um, really any of, I think Autopia is, is going to go soon. Um, or at least get a major like overhaul and be named something else. So yeah, be replaced. Uh, they'll I, probably I, I, see how, I would imagine they want to see how Tron will do. And then maybe I could see them doing something with it. I don't know. Who knows? Maybe it could, you know, cause initially when they were going to change it in the nineties, it was going to be this huge intergalactic alien spaceport idea there there's a lot to it i won't get into it but i don't know they could always revisit that idea in the future but like you said i i don't think it's even close on their priority list <laughs> um so i i can't imagine there will be much i mean to tomorrowland's just a super popular section of the park i mean i just i don't think they i doubt they see it as a problem at all honestly right. um like the, the kind of things that like people speculate about and you know what will disney do like theming wise i mean they do care about theming for sure but i think right now they're way more focused on all of their new lands and making them immersive um because i i I think like theming when it comes to like the different lands of of disney i think to a lot of people like they they don't really think like oh this is supposed to be themed a certain way at this point it's just like oh that's where this ride is that's where this ride is and they 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 never give it a second thought yeah, well, because you have areas like Adventureland, which is, to me, it's, you know, Disneyland's Adventureland is such a great example of very well-done theming and very consistent theming where something like Indiana Jones does not stand out next to something like the Jungle Cruise. Um, yeah, you're, I don't know. you're, you're yeah. right. I'm not, I'm not saying it's themed perfectly. I'm just saying I don't think most people think about it, and they just have so Probably much not. going on at Disneyland <clears throat> right now that... And all, and like I said, like the rides there, like that's where I see something changing. Where it's like if they, if they do change Autopia, and you know, I mean that's really the only attraction there I could see going. I mean Buzz Lightyear, it is Astro Blasters there, by the way. Okay. I just looked it up. 
I, I, I personally think, I can't remember which one it was, because I've ridden the one at Walt Disney World and the one at uh, in Disneyland recently. One of them felt very, very, like, neglected, and the other felt like it was, I don't, I don't remember which one was which. If I um, were to guess, because this is my opinion, and I, I'd be curious, I, I know there's, I'd be curious to hear what anyone else thinks. In my opinion, the Magic Kingdom one is the one that feels not nearly as immersive. To me, it's probably blasphemy. It feels more like a, I don't know, I, just, I never have very much fun on Magic Kingdoms, but with the Disneyland one, I haven't ridden it in a few years, but I thought that one is the better of the two, and it just feels better, I don't know, um, well, which, more whichever fun one structured better. Whichever one was the one where you could actually like pick the blasters up freely, which I think was Disneyland, yeah, that's that was Disneyland. the one I remember enjoying. But I, what I was going to say is it, and I think this is just a me thing, it feels dated only because it's themed around, like, the TV show that I remember watching as a kid that nobody's thought about in, like, since oh, yeah, I was I a kid. Um, like Toy the Buzz Story. Lightyear of Star Command. Did you ever watch that show? I guess not. No, yeah, yeah, no, what, I know what you mean. I yeah. mean, that's what all the visuals, I, I'm that's sure right. that's, like, what they, it was, because it came out around the same time. So when I'm on it and all the, you know, like you have like the Buzz Lightyear Star Command, like logo everywhere yeah. on the, on the. See, I didn't uh, watch it. So that's why I don't, that, so it feels, I don't make that connection. It feels dated to me just because it doesn't feel themed around Toy Story or Buzz Lightyear. It feels themed around the show that nobody's mm-hmm. thought about in 20 years. Um, but I, st- I but I, I suppose that's not a problem for 99% of people. Like they just think, oh, Buzz Lightyear. Um, but yeah, but yeah I, I mean, I the Disneyland one. Yeah. I don't see it going. I don't see that going anywhere just because it always seems popular. And uh, the Disneyland one seems like very well, like both of them seemed like they were well kept enough. I just remember enjoying one a lot more than the other. Um, yeah, so I, I, I think innovations is probably the only innovations. And like you said, the what now that I always forget what they're using it for. The one, you know, what used to be Honey, I Shrunk the Audience. It's just uh, like the Pixar shorts. I think it's the same at Epcot. They just show like Pixar shorts yeah. there. Because for a while, it was like whatever movie was coming out, they would highlight. Um, but either way, I, those are the two I could see changing. And and I think you're right, um, Disney, it's not it's not on their priority list. Uh, but yeah, we can move on to the, the topic of the week, the what, what everybody's talking about. Uh, for, for clarity, uh, Mark is refusing to watch any ride-ons or know anything about the ride because he doesn't want to be spoiled. Right. Um, I don't care, and am uh, I'm all about spoilers. So I, I have seen footage. I will try not to spoil the ride for Mark. Um, I know the basics of it, you know, especially from having Alicia on. I just know that I'll be writing it in the very, well, hopefully very near future, if uh, the wait times go down a, a tiny bit. Um, you are not a real fan until you've waited eight hours for a Harry Potter ride. I just, I don't know. I mean, I guess if you're in a big group, I could understand where you could... No, it'd be terrible. I'm hoping by the time I uh, get back to Universal in August that if I get there at opening, you know, like, you know, maybe an yeah. hour before the park opens and we go straight to the ride, I'll be able to get on, like, within an hour or two. I think you probably could by then. Because I would never wait five hours. I don't think I could do it. I would go insane. Well, that's what I'm saying. If you, unless you're in a group where you can take bathroom breaks or go grab a snack or walk around. And again, it's Florida heat. That's the other factor. If it was like nice, comfortable weather, I could see waiting. You know, again, like if you had a few people to 
keep you entertained and keep your spot while you get some food and go to the bathroom or whatever. But if you're waiting 10 hours and like, well, I guess I don't know how much of it is part of the actual queue, but let's say, I mean, I can't imagine the queue itself can hold any more than three or four hours. Um, I, I just can't imagine the queue is that large to, I mean, maybe it is. I, 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 I don't know. I haven't, that. I haven't looked at that at all. No, I, I have no idea. I, I would guess most of it's, I would guess it's probably, well, somebody can tell us it's probably like forbidden journey where, you know, maybe part of it's just under, you know, like the greenhouse part, like yeah. it could be something like that where it's at least shaded, but definitely not AC. Well, I know um, when it was six hours, cause I went on Friday or Saturday, I think it was Friday. And it, when it was at six hours, the line went all the way back almost to Poseidon's adventure. Poseidon, you know, the Poseidon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Poseidon's um, Fury, right? Yeah. Is that what it is? So that's six hours. So when there were reports of 10 hours the first day, I imagine that had to have been. Yeah, near I would never, I would never entrance. wait that long. I mean, how do that, when they have lines that long, do they have like cast or not cast members? What, what do they call them at Universal? Um, well, team employees, members, whatever. Team members. Do they have team members like stationed all along the ride? Like, how how do you keep that in order? They they have a couple. Like I saw when I went, I would imagine ten or so, five to ten, like kind of staggered around to keep the the order in peace because it was kind of a chaos. Um, yeah, yeah, I mean, I mean, I, I, I'm, I, I I'm willing to wait. I think me and my girlfriend have decided that like two to three hours is like the maximum. I'd much Probably rather just wake, wake up super early and get on it than yeah. have to wait. I would never well, wait that well, long luckily, But luckily there's a lot, from what I've heard, again, I'm staying away from everything, but from what I've heard, there's a ton to look at in the queue. So I imagine like two hours of it probably isn't that bad because you're going to want to take in everything. So I think two to three hours is going to be my my maximum. Cause, but again, I'm speaking from a, uh, I'm speaking from a resident, you know, so that's what I always think is interesting. Like for me, I live, you know, however many, you know, half an hour from Universal. I'm not in a rush because I know it's going to be there. I doubt anything's going to break on it, at least for a few months, hopefully. Um, kind of like frozen after a couple months, things started to wear and tear rather quickly. But if you're a tourist, I always wonder what my, because I haven't been a tourist to a theme park in a long time. Well, I'm a tourist when I go, but I also go enough where it's not like this is a once in a lifetime opportunity, which I think is what you're talking about. Yeah. Like the kind of person that's like, oh, I'm not going to be back here for a decade. Yeah. Um, Like, like, let's say five years. um, Or I guess let's say if it was, there's probably three levels. There's like the, the local AP kind of like me. And then there's the casual like you that goes, you know, what maybe average once a year, something like that twice a year. Yeah, I mean, make- I, I mean, I probably go like four times a year to a park, but part of that's just because what I do brings me nearby right. a lot. If it wasn't for that, I probably would go on like a week trip once a year. Yeah. Yeah. And then you have the like the every 10 years, five years thing for that. I don't know. I guess I could see waiting. But if you have kids, hours, five hours, how, do you, how yeah. do you stay in a line for five hours? Also, like, I mean, the other flip side of that is if you are only, if you can only afford to go you know, bring your kids one time growing up and you're only, you yeah. can only afford to stay for three days. Are you really going to spend eight hours of your day waiting for one ride? I would think not. I mean, I would honestly, if I, if I was in that situation, like giving advice, I would just say don't because there's so much to enjoy. Don't spend eight hours of one of your three days 
waiting in a line um, because yeah. at that point all the uh, at that point there's most of the park is probably new to you yeah. um yeah, yeah I, I, could, don't, I don't know if, like because there was a time when i was going maybe once every year every other year so for that i could see doing uh maybe four or five hours at the most if i was with someone or a group to where bathroom breaks food breaks whatever um as in like i said right now kind of our agreement is like okay two hours two and a half hours because that's like the longest we uh, accidentally waited for an attraction. It was supposed to be an hour. I don't think two and, and a half hours would be too bad if you're with people. No. If you were by yourself, it'd be torture. But maybe I, I'm spoiled. I, I, I'm willing to admit I'm kind of spoiled. I'm the guy that I'll go by, you know, the mummy and be like, oh, 20 minutes. <laughs> Whereas no to, way. It has yeah. to always wait. Okay, you're you're exaggerating, right? What 20 minutes? When is the mummy under 20 minutes? Is it really under 20 minutes that often? Once in a while. Because I've ridden it so many times that it's like, well, I mean, I again, guess that it depends who I'm with. I'll put it, yeah. if it's like me and my girlfriend, we'll be like, oh, eh, we'll do it next time. Um, but if it's like probably 25 is more of the 25 to 30. If it's above 30, minutes. I don't, I can't remember the last time that I've waited. Well, that makes sense. I mean, yeah, over that makes minutes, sense. Well, I'm spoiled though, because snobby. I'm spoiled in a different way because like every time I've went to the parks in the last four or five years to Universal, I've bought express pass with my tickets so yeah, like see, I, I i never wait i i mean i've other than the one time i went this summer um which i think i talked to you about where it like i was with a group and they weren't gonna buy express passes and then it downpoured before we got there and the second we got there it stopped so the park was like empty other than yeah. that every time i've been there i bought an express pass um but you which, can't use express passes on this ride um nope. yet at least you probably will be able to within like a year um, I don't think so because part of the whole thing is um, the they get rid of express passes and do the virtual queue only. I'm gonna be not happy. I think that's what they're leaning towards because I don't think again I could be wrong because I'm not like a tourist, but I don't. I would imagine not a ton of people buy the express or are willing to splurge. They're already spending enough on the parks. I think they, I think they do on, on the days I've been to the parks where this where it's pretty busy. Like even an express pass, there's still a a line um, of, I, I, I think, think enough people I think the virtual it. line is the way of the future, as corny as it sounds. I don't think they'll do it. I mean, maybe. I mean, maybe well, they, they are, inside they are for sure going to do it. I don't think they'll phase Express Pass out completely. You really think so? Not completely. Not, not, not for previous attractions. I could see them lower, you know, if they never use it, if they never utilize it for another attraction to just kind of, you know, I can't imagine them implementing the virtual waiting on everything that has express i just think going forward that's probably but you can I have a virtual waiting and also have express pass i mean i suppose i mean I, of, I don't know express pass is like so nice and they have it priced like perfectly where it's like it's because with something and that's why you gotta think of a family it. if you're a family of four and no, you're already you're, I'm, paying, not, I'm not yeah yeah you're right that's why that's what i was gonna say is they have it priced perfectly where it's like it's high enough where not so many people are going to buy it that mm. it defeats the purpose, but it's not so high. Like it's just not worth it. Like, it's just like right in the middle where like you get express pass every time I've been to the park and I spend a full day there, especially if it's busy ish, it is so worth it. Like, especially if you're going with friends and you only have to pay for your ticket. Like yeah. it is, it is so worth it because how much you is don't... it? I've never done it. 
I mean, every time I every time I've went, it's been a different price. Let me look it up. It's like average is like what a hundred fifty. Let's see, Universal 10, Orlando Express Pass. I know it was cheaper at Hollywood for some reason. Yeah. Well, that's um, just well. Actually, yeah, that makes sense. Hollywood. Never mind. Never mind. Uh, Express Universal Express. It's seventy bucks. But that's yeah, the, that, okay. Wait, that's, that's the single one. Expensive. And the unlimited mind. is ninety. Um, yeah. Which just See, means that, you get on the ride as many times as you want, like. Yeah, it also depends. Like I said, in my trips were always super quick. It was always like a day or two, but if I was on a trip and I was there for five days, like back when I was a kid, me and my family, not as much later on, but I remember as a kid, we would go to Disneyland for like three, four, five days, something like that. So there was plenty of time to see everything. But nowadays, I feel like you know, things are a little different. So I feel like a lot of people have to, well, because the ticket prices are insane. So they're having to make their trip shorter. So then maybe that's where the express pass would be a benefit. Like, okay, rather than pay for an extra three days or two days, we can afford the express pass. Um, But with Hagrid, I I don't think it'll ever, I don't, I would bet it's never going to come to that because they're going to use the virtual line. I think so. Just because I think they make so much money from express pass. Like, I don't know. I th- I think they do. It's a, it's a big incentive to stay on site because you get a free express pass if you stay on site um, at certain hotels. Like, big incentive yeah. to do that. I mean, I, I guess if you're an annual pass holder, it just doesn't make any sense to you. But, like, for me, it's like when I go on a trip, there is no way on earth I could stay for five days because my entire yeah, yeah. life would fall apart if I just took a week off. Um, so I usually go for two, maybe three days. And it's like, I don't want to spend my whole time waiting. Right. And if I'm just paying for me and one other or just myself, it's like, I don't know. It's totally worth it to me. Like, well, and then here's the other factor. And it kind of leads into the other part I wanted to talk about is that when it is a brand new attraction, it's not like Forbidden Journey, which I know. Well, that's probably a bad example because it shuts down quite frequently. Well, Indiana Jones is a bad example of you too. But um, my point is that you have to take into account how often a ride is breaking down, right? Because I know when I went just on, I think it was Saturday or Friday, it broke down when I was walking by it because I was trying to film it. And then the it Hagrid broke coaster. down. Yeah. And from what I've heard, it's very frequently breaking down and having issues. And that is interesting because then you have to wonder, okay, like, should they have waited? Because if you're, again, if you're a family and it's like a once in a lifetime thing and maybe you're willing to, you know, not hit every experience, but you're like, you know what, we're going to wait three hours or two hours or five hours and just not get to experience anything else. And then if you get four hours in the line and it breaks down, that, that would really be pretty frustrating to be like, I gave up half my day for this and it breaks down. So do you think they should have waited to get more of the kinks out before opening it or do you think it is better to do it like this which is how like video games are going you know where it used to be when (laughs) it released it was like perfect and now they kind of the official release has become like the beta release so in your opinion well do you you know do you think that's something they should be doing or should they have held off another month or two and get the kinks out it depends on the circumstance like is it breaking down because they pushed it out too fast or is it breaking down because they just couldn't foresee, you know, like, are they just problems that are coming up because they're running the ride 
full time with people on it. I, I don't know. Like I with video games, it's a little different because like with certain franchises, you just know they have to get it out by this date, so they pushed it out unfinished. Call of Duty has done it every year for the past four years, and they keep doing it because people keep buying the game. So why stop? With this ride, I never like they're. I mean, I I guess maybe they felt like they had to get it out during the summer. I guess that's possible. I mean, especially like if if they're gonna release it, they kind of needed to do it before Galaxy's Edge or wait right. like a whole other year because otherwise they just get completely overshadowed. Um, but I don't know. I guess I never got the thought the the idea that they were rushing it out like it. It looks. I mean, from what I I've watched multiple ride throughs and it just looks incredible. Um, it looks like a very well polished ride and you, like the breakdowns. Yeah, if they knew about them and then put the ride out anyways, then yeah, they they should have just waited. Um, but at the same time, if in this, I mean, I don't know who this whose responsibility that would fall on. But if they announce a release date, can they really push it back because of some kinks? Because like people probably plan trips around well, that, and they well, like, they only recently announced. I feel like it was only like what a month or so ago. Again, could be wrong, uh, but I feel like it, it wasn't, wasn't even that long ago, ago that yeah. they officially announced when it would release, versus usually when you have a lot longer of a of a window when they release you know an attraction yeah i mean i was actually like when i when i realized like oh it's opening in a month i was kind of shocked yeah. i was like wait i i didn't think it was even close to opening because it feels like only a couple months ago we were seeing like aerial shots of like it's coming them. together very quickly yeah i mean and you can see why like when you watch the wide ride through as you can you can kind of see why because like once they had all the track down and stuff like most of the the elements of the ride you can see would be relatively easy to plug and play if they were yeah if they were developed like elsewhere and then just needed to be like installed so that that makes sense once you actually watch ride footage um for me my i guess my standpoint again as an annual pass holder i i i eh. as an annual pass holder i'd be like yeah sure release it whenever you know if if i go there and i waste let's say i waste 2 hours in the line yeah, it'll be very frustrating, but it'll be like, okay, I'll come next week. But if I were a tourist, even if when I went down once a year, I w- well, it was like every other year, I would be really frustrated if, like, I wrote it and it broke down and it turned out that they just kind of opened it when it wasn't ready. Um, but I, I get, you know, what is ready? Because, you know, even attractions that have been around for years have constant breakdowns, like Indiana Jones is kind of notorious for that because it is such a complicated, you know, ride system. But that's, I think it's an interesting, you know, point because I wonder how many people that are waiting in the, in the lines right now are regular tourists versus annual pass holders versus the once in a lifetime kind of guests, you know? Well, I, I don't know. I, I you gotta want like Disney at least like if a ride breaks down they, yeah, they give you a pass. give you a fast pass. I don't think they do anything at Universal. Well, um, how could they with the six? That's what hour, I was gonna say. Can I you mean, imagine what, what could they do? <laughs> like also a, a yeah the six hours and B, I mean what what do you do because the people waiting in line, giving them a fast pass does not for a different ride unless you're giving them one for that ride later that day but they don't have a fast pass you know system there anyways. Um, I mean, what what can you do? Because the people want to ride that ride. They're they're right. giving them a free front of the like if they give them like a express pass, one use for the rest of the day for the rest of the rides. I guess that's nice, but they were waiting in line for this brand new coaster, not the rides right. they've already ridden a dozen times. Um, 
So yeah, there's really nothing they could do. Um, well, I think that's why they have to. If I'm remembering this correctly, that unlike Disney, where a lot of the times I feel like when a ride it breaks down and it won't be up for a while, they kind of shoo everyone out or encourage everyone to come back later. Uh, with Universal, I haven't gotten that impression. It's more like, okay, it will come back. We just don't know when. But with Disney, they kind of, you know, they always make these constant announcements. And you see people kind of trickle out of the line. And then it gets shorter, you know. And then by the time everyone's left, it gets back running. But with Hagrid, and I don't know how, I don't know, I just, I, I just keep seeing posts about, like, oh, it was riding Hagrid and broke down. And there was some video of someone It was like, really six hours and they wait for this and I don't know I just think it's an interesting kind of debate because I don't think there's a right or wrong answer because again like when is a ride officially ready to be opened because there are going to be things they encounter when they open it to however many thousands of people a day or hundreds of people a day that they couldn't even you know take into account in the testing you know you have all these different factors and people and you know there's well, a lot I, of uh, unknowns, I think. I very much benefited from uh, Disney's Fast Pass system and Indiana Jones this summer because when I was there, I, I got a Fast Pass for Indiana Jones, went to get on the ride. Right as I got there, they were shooing people out because it broke down, and I was given a. Uh, they have a specific name for them, but one of the Fast Passes that you can just use on any ride. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I went, used that on Space Mountain, started walking back. Um, because the ride was back open. It scheduled a fast pass for it while I was in Tomorrowland. I'm mean, like halfway there. It lets me know that it broke down. It got me another fast pass. That happened two more times. So I got four free express passes for any ride just because it broke down like multiple times during the day. Like all at the exact right times. But you wouldn't have that at Universal. And that's the problem. You know, it's like you wait all that time. And I don't think they really have a, a good system. You know, I remember I rode Gringotts once, and I did wait quite a bit uh, a time in line, and they didn't have any... I mean, I do think they do have some sort of, you know, return to this point, but I think when it's this big of an attraction, you really can't do that, because you have, you know... Unless you do it to only the people that were, like, about to get on, or, like, were within, like, half an hour, then I could see giving them a special pass where they go through the, um, the single rider's entrance or something... Like anyone who was within half an hour of getting to ride it, but you couldn't do that for everyone, especially the way it is right now. I would, I would be curious, like with with uh, the line and such, like how much is actually in the queue at all? I mean, just w- when you say six hours, it's like I think of like Forbidden Journey in Hollywood, and when that ride, I, I would say I waited like maybe because I was with a group um, last time I was there. I'd say we waited like maybe like an hour and 10 minutes and even at that point the line was all the way out in the in the greenhouse like Hmm. what what i mean what what do they do there like when it gets that long i think it it depends on how much they open but like i said when it was six hours when i went it went all the way back to poseidon's fury or whatever that's i just wonder how they manage that like do they do they have signs along the way or how do they 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 have people holding signs saying enter here for Man, I would just Hagrid trip. or Hagrid's this like at, at the very very beginning of the park it's like Hagrid to the right and then you get a little down it's like Hagrid to, okay. further on and then <laughs> and then someone will hold a sign and it'll say you know Hagrid line starts here and they their job is to just kind of be wherever the entrance quote unquote because right now like 
you know, I, I can't imagine it'll be months, I would think, before the entrance into the ride is actually the entrance because I think it's going to be so popular that it's going to be constantly. I mean, I don't know. Maybe I would imagine three hours maybe is the maximum the inside can hold. Maybe four. I'm not sure. I don't know. I I I don't endorse this. Actually, I do. I would I would just try to like trip near the front of the line and then get up and be like, oh, I was here. Like I I don't know. Oh, I don't yeah. endorse. I people like that like line cutters for I, six I hours. I don't know. I, I think don't I'm care. Will, I think I'm willing then to throw my does. honor. I think I'll throw my honor out the window and trip. Um, I'll throw. I'll throw anyone out the window who decides to. I hate line. I have a disdain. I I don't usually like the word the like to word the use like to use the word hate. I hate line cutters. They are the most disrespectful, inconsiderate. I know it's a tangent. People. Oh shit! I, I not on the planet. Off. There's way worse people. But I had that happen on. Um, I think it was Reign of Kong. And I'm very mild-mannered. I, I don't usually yell or anything. But I was just like, hey, there's a line here. And <laughs> I'm always I usually surprised when people do, do it so boldly. I remember when I was, was like, so... I was in line for, like, it's a small world. And this one family was just, like, just pushing right through people. Like, I, I, Well, then I mean, you get people that trick. They do the whole, like, oh, I'm, I'm looking for someone. And those I don't say anything because I, I can't judge whether or not they are. Because I've had to do that. I had that one time my mom came down and uh, we were doing flight of passage and she got, we had to go to the car for some reason. And we're like, Oh, well you'll still, you'll still be way far back in line by the time we get back. And I guess she just got through really quickly. And so it was so embarrassing going through that entire line, just like, Oh, excuse me. No, I'm waiting for someone. No, or no, um, you know, I'm trying to meet someone. And we had a lot of, you know, stink guy people giving us a stink guy because they, they don't know that, you know, you could technically do that and then just kind of pretend you meet up with someone. You know, what are they going to do? Like, you know, there's no cast members around to do it usually in the line, in the heat of the line. So I don't know. Um, yeah, I don't condone that. But, yeah, I'd be pretty – because you could look at it as, like, oh, it's just one person. But then if everyone had that mentality, and um, especially for something like Hagrid, I will I will be very well, – I wouldn't vocal, do it just because I don't have the I want to have the guts to do it, but if you're very if you're very gutsy, uh, I don't know, like trip, hold like like hold something that's gonna like fly all over the place. Like I don't know, like your all your your important documents, get on the ground, pick them up, and then just stand up. Be like, oh, I've been here for the last. And then five I would hours. I would reach over and shred your documents and tell you, you to just, get back you just carry a sh- and a everyone would cheer on you. Do you, do, you do, that? do you always carry like a portable document shredder? No, I mean I would literally Battery take it, and rip it in pieces, and be like, hey, get "Oh, back you would do it manually." Oh my gosh, I don't think I don't think that would happen, Mark. I think you're. Uh, I, well, think I don't think anyone's going to bring documents credit. to a important documents to a to a. Well, theme I'm park. telling people how to plan. That's what I'm, Mark. That's the point. I'm prepping people. So I'm telling when if they're going to do that, that. If anyone tries it, like I said, it's funny. I'm the very. There's two things like that that'll get me very vocal because I'm very mild mannered mannered in in general. And I try to be always understanding of situations like having worked in fast food, movie theater environments. I I understand how things go wrong. So I'm very patient, but when it comes to that kind of thing, it's two things, people being obnoxious and talking in movies or using their phone and people will cut in line. Those are the two times where I will vocally turn to the person and, and I don't think I'd be very loud. I couldn't do that. I wouldn't have the guts to do it. I don't know. Only two things, because I went. I had to do that with um, Mary Poppins. I went and saw it, 
And again, like I was, I didn't yell with um, theme park stuff. You kind of have to because they're usually trying to run ahead of you. But at the movie, the guy, there was a guy and just he would not stop texting and doing things on his phone. And you could tell he wasn't even there for like the movie. And I turned and I said, sir, please get off your phone. Like just very sternly. And he kind of looked at me in this like, why should I? And I just was like, gave him the, the look of disdain and he eventually got up and left and uh i'd be i'd feel i'd feel too like especially the theme park if someone was cutting i would just there's like that okay but there's always like a chance like they have a really legitimate reason and then you're just gonna come off like the worst person on the planet what's there what's a legitimate reason to cut unless i'm talking like if it's blatantly obvious like if they join a group whatever i mean i'm i mean like i said okay all right let's set the stage let's set the stage okay uh, rude, brute of a man is desperately trying to get through the line, and you're like, wow, this guy is just cutting. He's cutting everyone. This is super upsetting. And you scream out at him. You lash out. And it turns out that he is rushing. His wife is diabetic. She forgot her insulin pump in the car. He's trying to get it to her as fast as possible. She was had a lapse in, she had a lapse in judgment. I know, but how do you know? I'm talking more of like when it's it's just very obvious when like you see a group of like kids laughing and giggling and they're just kind of like cutting in and they're you know versus someone who's like oh excuse me I'm sorry excuse me like I don't know I don't you, know can how you could tell. ever know for sure there's always we a don't chance. know for sure but it's just blunt. I'm talking okay maybe I'm being ageist but I'm talking usually younger crowds um, that try to do that and I haven't had it happen a ton. I think the last time it was Reign of Kong, like I mentioned, and they were like hopping over the railings and goofing around and shoving each other. And I was just like, hey, there's a line. And uh, but the good thing is, luckily, people kind of unite when they're having to wait that long in a line because um, I've, I've done a few where you're in there for like two hours. Um, so they kind of get they stand behind you. But I'm not talking like if someone's kind of like, oh, excuse me. No, sorry. Like, I'm not going to say anything about that because you're right. I don't know this situation. But if it's very blatant, like people are goofing around, they're intoxicated or they're just like screaming and shouting, you know, like, you know, being uh, horsing around kind of thing. I think it's pretty obvious they're not trying to meet their partner to give him a, a shot of diabetes uh, insulin. But again, I mean, you're right. You could never know. But uh, I, that's one of my pet peeves. It's like, you know, no one's that special. Even well, if Tom Cruise cut in line, I'd be like, hey, Tom, come on. I would There's let Emma. I would let Emma Watson cut. I wouldn't, oh, I wouldn't I mean, say anything. I would just let it happen. I set Mark off. I made a joke about tripping, and Mark has. We, we have a, we have a fifth topic for today. Um, cutting, but, cutting in line. Cutting in line. Um, but yeah, don't. Do uh, it. I thought. I think we we'll, we'll talk about the coaster more. I want to talk about the actual coaster, but Mark yeah, once doesn't I want it. to be spoiled. So we'll talk about that another time. Uh, well, I will back. say like. From everyone who has written it, I've talked to several people. They say it's as good, if not better, than Forbidden Journey. Um, it's a very lengthy ride, so it feels more worth it for people, from what I've heard. I was, you know, even though it says exit only, I kind of went through the exit a bit just to see the, the ride track, because it's pretty near the, um, near the walkway in Hogsmeade. And I remember hearing, it was like a group of people and this guy was like, oh, it was like six hours, but it was so worth it. I was like, and that's that's the best praise you can give an attraction. If after six hours, 
you feel like it was worth it for a you know three four minute five minute experience so i'm i'm very excited and it seems like they knew they know what they're doing you know as a to kind of um combat galaxy's edge well i'm just glad we got a ride that's not uh all screens um but uh well like like i said uh, i mean it'll tie we'll we'll be talking about harry potter next week too uh wink wink so uh we 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 may as well move on to the the last topic of the day which uh to to bring the 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 roof down very sad very very sad uh mark plays violin so he's gonna play a little sad violin track for us here Mm -hmm. uh country bear jamboree is closing down confirmed it's tomorrow it's the last day of operation um very sad news uh mark how do you feel about this um i'm devastated all right well thank you for listening to the yesterworld podcast um i'm your host i'm your co-host quinn mark's the other host um although i i will say you know like everything this is still a rumor i know it's confirmed it's people like to treat it that uh that it's a fact thing that these things fly around all the time so i think people need to kind of hold your horses Let's wait for an official announcement. Well, we should, we should probably we say out. what we're even talking about. Probably. Because I was just, I was just yeah. Uh, it's not confirmed. I uh, hope I didn't uh, freak some of you guys out. Um, but this morning, uh, Walt Disney World News Today uh, posted an article. And according to their article, they just say according to sources. So, I mean, take this with a grain of salt. Um, but apparently, and they have got a lot of stuff right in the past, uh, Country Bear Jamboree at the Magic Kingdom... Uh, which is the only country bear left in the U.S., um, is is closing, and the the closure is imminent, uh, and it's going to be replaced by another Toy Story attraction, because apparently Walt Disney World doesn't have enough Toy Story-themed attractions, Uh, but it's going to be an audio-animatronic marionette show based on uh, the Woody's Roundup uh, show in Toy Story 2. Yep, and uh, it's probably... I'm probably a minority in this, but I am okay with it. No, I am 100% okay with it. I am not okay with it. I'm, I'm, I'm livid. I'm not livid. I just don't think they should close it. Why? Why would they close Country Bears? Also, why do we need another Toy Story attraction? I don't know. I mean, it in general um, usually does not have much of a, you know wait time we're not wait time but it's not their most popular attraction by far but it does still get a number of you know people i mean i remember i went in the summer and it was a full house so i don't know why i mean in terms of business wise i think it's just you know smart because uh other than like peak seasons it doesn't get a ton of people coming in anymore um i don't know i'm I've never been super attached to it. I know there are people who love that show, like just love it, and they're and if it closes, they're probably gonna be one of the ones who will riot on the side of the, you know, they'll do like a Mr. Toad and um, hold up signs. For me, I'm just I, I know it's blasphemy, but I'm just I've always been I enjoy going on it once in a while, but I've never been like super attached to it beyond like you know the Disneyland one. I was more attached to growing up and that one's gone so like with this one again i'm not a disney i didn't grow up going to disney world i grew up going to disneyland so i have no like super 
special bond with this one. Um, I mean, I guess it is sad in the way that, you know, it was a very um, close project to, uh, you know, Mark Davis. And it has, you know, a lot of historical ties. Last last rides Walt Disney had, like, anything to do with, too. Yeah. I don't know. It's a weird thing where I'm not sure why I'm... Like, usually I do have that kind of knee-jerk reaction of, like, oh, no, like, this is such a part of history. And I don't know. Maybe it's just because I've just never been a huge, huge, huge fan of the attraction as a whole. I was more of a fan when it was, like, seasonal and they did holiday versions and stuff. But... And I'm also biased because I've always wanted to see um, that whole Woody's Roundup thing expanded. Like, I've always thought that was one of the funniest and clever aspects of, like, Toy Story 2 was showing that Woody was part of this kind of, um, what was the actual show that it was based on? It was like... Woody's Roundup. No, the actual show in real life. That was kind of spoofing. no idea. Um, Well, there were a lot of shows like that in, like, the 50s and 60s, I think. I'm spacing on one. There's one in particular that I think they were getting a lot of inspiration from. But I always loved that aspect of the movie, and I just would be more than okay with seeing Disney expand upon that. Now, if it was like they were replacing it with a modern, you know, show with, like, Woody and Jesse, or it was like a meet-and-greet, that kind of thing, 100% would be like, no. Like, I do not agree with that. But... From the and again, this is all rumors. It may not be true. It may be a half truth. But from what I read, I was like, you know, I could actually. I'm okay with this. It doesn't. It seems to fit thematically into the area. Um, I don't know. I'm just. I'm more. I'm. Uh, I'm okay with it. I surprisingly disagree. I man, I'm. I'm. I'm shocked actually that you don't. I'm just wow. Um, that's yeah. that's shocking. I didn't expect that. Um, the show is Howdy Doody, by the way. Um, I'm like, I'm like the Jamie. Oh yes, yes, Joe that's Rogan. what I was trying. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm shocked that you. I don't care. I'm, I'm very against this. Like, I'm not somebody that thinks just because the ride is an opening day attraction, it should like, right, be safe. Um, don't feel that way at all. Um, but Country Bears is a ride where I, I, I see no reason to remove it. Um, I, I think it's, it's popular enough to justify its existence. It's also pretty iconic as far as like disney attractions go a lot of people love it uh you know magic kingdom certainly has it's like magic kingdom is not the park that needs like any sort of help right now um so i I don't know i'm I'm actually against this like in pretty much every way i mean if they remove it fine there's really no rides um like there's i i will say i'm probably like the only person um of like the community theme park community where there's like there's not i don't think there's a single ride at disney that like if they removed it i would actually be like devastated like i would oh, think yeah. it was I have like quite a few i think Pirates, it would be stupid Indiana jones splash mountain but yeah i mean yeah i would be like man why remove that but i mean it's not it wouldn't stop me from going to the park or anything um i'd say the only like part of a park that would like really like actually like hit my love for theme parks if if for and this would never happen but like if they had to like if jk rowling pulled the harry potter rights and universal had to get rid of uh harry potter i i, I don't know that would that would just hurt yeah. my theme park love overall other than that like i mean yeah if they removed haunted mansion i would not be happy about it but but like i, I mean, said if it was becoming a meet and greet i would be furious just because well about as furious as i can be about a theme park change um, but why because I'm, I'm tired of meet and greets. I'm tired of seeing things go away. 
for a meet and greet because it's like you can do that anywhere. So if it was just like a simple meet and greet, like, oh, we're going to change it into a you can meet Woody and Jesse from Woody's Roundup. But and again, this is kind of based on the fact that in my mind, it would have to be a very elaborate and very creative show and really expand. Again, I love that aspect of Toy Story 2. And I was always I always wanted to see them do more with it. Like literally, I just have always I don't know. I just have this weird nostalgia for that kind of stuff that like those old TV shows. And I was like, this would be fun for them to expand upon and see what they could do with it. So when I read first, they're like, oh, it might be closing. I was like, oh, there better be a really good reason for it. Better not be a meet and greet. And then when I read that, I was like, "Eh, I'm okay with it, which is weird. I'm weirded out that I'm okay with it, but I, I am. Why do they need to put it? Why do they need to put it where country bears was like, why does that need to go? I I, I don't well, know. I just don't think Country Bears needs. To, well, okay, I can't. I'm not. I, I, this would be something I'd have to like think about. Right, because um, you're not super familiar with the. I mean, yeah, yeah I could can't think of every close. possible ride and where the best place yeah. would be. But Country Bears is like, man, I I just don't see any reason it needs to be replaced. Like they just refurbed it pretty recently, um, and yeah, it's not the most relevant ride or anything, but. I See, that like makes me wonder if that's true, not true then, because they don't usually refurbish a ride to then immediately close it. So well, that makes it was me like six, year, six or seven years ago, oh, but still. <laughs> to me, that's, yeah, I, I could see them um, doing it by that point. Like five years, four or five years or more, and I feel like then it's, um, I don't know. But like I said, I know plenty of people who I'm sure will be very upset you know, they go, and this is where it's weird, I guess, because I've never been a huge, huge show person. I'm a, I'm an attraction person, diehard. Like if Indiana Jones left, I'd, I would riot, would fly over to Anaheim and riot, um, or pirates or, um, um, Haunted Mansion or Splash Mountain with shows. I've always been weirdly indifferent, not all of them, but like Carol's self progress, like even though I'm partly expecting that to go away, that one would be like one of the few shows I would be very upset to see it go because I have a lot of attachment to Wait, that show, show uh, Carousel of Progress. I want I mean, them that's to a, update That's a show it. I think. I mean, I think it's a show I would have go before Country Bears. See, I'm the opposite because Walt. And again, this is where personal bias, but partly because I just love that attraction. I, I think they definitely need to redo the ending because it's pretty laughable. Um, I'm pretty sure they will. But that was such a huge part of Walt Disney, um, like hands-on with Carousel of Progress and yeah, Edison Square and all that stuff, what it came from. So it's Carousel of Progress, if they were like, oh, we're going to replay. Here's a good comparison. If they were to say we're going to remove Carousel of Progress with a Buzz Lightyear show or something, I would be like furious. I'd be very upset. But I've just never been super attached to the Country Bear when I go in. And again, I know there are Buzz people Lightyear. That- why are you okay about Woody's Roundup, but you'd hate Buzz Lightyear? Because it's like, wow, I don't, care. I don't I'm not on board with another. anything you're saying. Because I just what? don't. It's the same know. franchise. Because I don't need any. There's already another fourth one. There's nothing about Buzz Lightyear that I really, between the Space Ranger spin and the spinoff show and the movies, are probably going to make somebody another five. Hasn't I don't seen, need more Buzz. Somebody hasn't seen Buzz Lightyear's Dark Command. I've seen and, parts and of it. Shows, and it shows. And it shows. This is uh, this is I am I am not on board with single word you were saying. I mean I don't know I I would like Country Bears. Yeah, I think it'd be really sad to see it go. Like that's it'd a ride. Sad, that's a ride where it's it's. I I mean I will admit like, I I'm, it's not like a favorite attraction of mine, but it's like 
as well, far as like saying, being a classic goes, I think it's right up there with I'm not all saying the other like, ones you just listed off. It should go. I'm not saying I want to see it go. Mark I'm just hates saying, the Country Bears. I'm you saying that first. if it's one of those things where they officially announce it, I'm okay with it. Versus if it was like Carousel of Progress, which I think has, and again, it's kind of a, it's up to debate. But to me, Carousel of Progress has way more historical significance than Country Bears, like way more. Not to Magic Kingdom, but just in general. So I understand completely why anything, why anyone's upset. Because again, I have friends who go in and they sing along to the, you know, last time me and Disney Dan went, you know, singing along to the, to the show, and I just I've never again blasphemy whatever I just I I can't lie, you know I know it'd be easier for me to lie and be like oh oh I'm so devastated I just I'm not I'm not I've never been super attached to the Country Bears I was more attached to the one at Disneyland I was more upset about that one going away because I grew up you know going to that show every time. With Magic Kingdom, I was never super attached to it, and I go on it once in a while. I only, I, I can honestly say, I only go in it when I'm with like a group of friends. Like I never go in it on my own. I don't think I ever have, except for maybe like the first few trips to Disney World. But I don't know. Maybe it'll, maybe it's one of those things where it'll hit me, hit me later, and I'll be like, I can't believe that Mark hates the Country Bears. Maybe I'm in the stages of grief. I don't hate it. I just I'm Mark indif- throws a dart at Liver Lips. He has his face plastered to a dartboard. I, I, I am wow. better. I am, sh- I am shocked at your opinion on this, actually. I thought you would be more up in arms. I mean, I'm not up in arms about it. I just don't think it should go away. Like I said, like there are very few... I don't think I, it should go away. I want to make that... Like I don't think... Okay, well, okay it, with it's it. It's more like I'm just away, okay with it. Yeah, I'm okay with it. If, and again, it can't be a thrown-together show, can't be a meet-and-greet, I want to see like just a very well-done, elaborate... Disney magical show that is like top of the line advanced animatronics that expands upon and again with the queue as well I want to be immersed into that time period and immersed into that show and have it be like super clever and funny and witty you know I have I would have very high standards to where if it if it was replaced and it was something I don't know, just very underwhelming. Then I'd be like pissed off. Then I'd be like, okay, why did that go away for that? But I guess in my mind, I'm thinking of all the things they could do with it. And uh, but who knows? Maybe it would be a cheap replacement. It would have to be top notch, though. And I think they would because they know how much people love that uh, show. Maybe this is my I fault. So. I made an episode of Yesterworld on it. Yesterworld is usually rides that are gone, and Disney decided to axe it. They watched it. They're like, you know what? That reminds me. <laughs> oh, I, I'm, I'm. This is shocking. I'm, I'm. I mean, I'm way more. I'm way more riled up about the you. Your opinion. I'm not on pulling it a than, mic uh, or Jay. I'm not pulling a like. You know, I'm not being just a contrarian. Trying to say to, yeah, I'm. Because I, I, I'm I can't surprised. stand people like that. But I don't know. It's weird. I read it and I just, I didn't have any knee jerk reaction other than being like, okay, if it's a really cool experience that expands upon one of my favorite aspects of Toy Story 2, and it's one of my favorite animated movies of all time, period. I just love that idea, and I think it could fit really well in Frontierland, like perfectly, it really lends itself to it. But again, has to be top-notch, can't be cheap, can't be thrown together, has to be one of the best recent animatronic shows. Although, when was even the last animatronic show? Was it Country Bears? Mickey Mouse Review? 
Uh, like the last one they ever have yeah. released. Which is I another mean, part I can't of be why. Country Bears. That's 19, what, 71? Uh, I'm talking to animatronic shows. There has not to be like, something else, right? Not like Little Mermaid, or I'm not counting that, or the Muppets, because those are live. I'm just trying I'm to think. Counting, like, there has to be something in the last like 40 yeah. years, right? I'm not counting hybrids either, because like Muppets is kind of, you know, there are animatronics in it, like the Penguins. I mean, like full-on, 100% animatronic show i don't think there has been one since country bears which again is part of what would make me more excited to be like okay they haven't done one in what 40 50 years oh what yeah can they do with it with today's technology there has to be I don't right think so how about the cars lightning mcqueen that is a lightning mcqueen animatronic that's a show does that count i, mean, I haven't seen I mean, it's it it's an animatronic so show isn't I mean, it but more it has just, just the one, one main animatronic yeah. It's I mean, like when it's a an, an assembly of animatronic yeah, characters That's telling a story. That's crazy to me, though. Like that, it was kind of a big thing, and there hasn't been one in like fifty yeah. years. Which is why, right. it, yeah. I mean, I could be wrong, but I just nothing's coming to mind unless there's something in one of the foreign parks that I'm not thinking of. But that was another part of it where I was like, oh, I'd be curious to see what they could do now that technology has advanced forty, fifty years since. I mean, I guess if this counts, they the. Like the vacation special and stuff were completely like brand new, um, but I mean that's a little man. That's weird to think about though. If they really have done no others, yeah, I think they were uh, they were kind of big for a while, and then I don't know. They're also pro- I imagine they're very expensive to maintain when you have however many animatronics doing, you know, show after show after show that requires a lot of resets and you know synchronization. Although I guess that's really any animatronic, but. Um, now, whether this will turn out to be true, that's another. Yeah, that's true. We are talking about this like it's can like it's a sure thing. It, there's a really good chance this is not true. I, I mean, when I read the headline, I was like, at my first like knee jerk reaction was like, there's no way. But I mean, eh, I mean, I guess it's possible they would. Yeah. They would go. And for this something is coming like from. That. This is why I'm surprised because I'm the person also who is usually like I'm tired of just everything being a Pixar inspired thing or a star wars thing i don't know i'm, I'm kind of sh- shocked at my own reaction which is weird because i was just like no eh, i could see it if it's done very well and again i i just have a soft spot as that's my favorite one of my favorite aspects of toy story was that woody because it was so like organic as pretentious as it sounds but like i remember as a kid even it's like it didn't feel forced it felt like oh you could totally buy the fact that woody had this past well not him but you know like his his toy no yeah Yeah. i mean i agree and i have nothing against them doing i mean toy story is uh, i mean they're definitely my all three are probably in my top five favorite pixar movies so i I love toy story i just i mean especially walt disney world expand don't replace especially something like country bears it doesn't need to go and it's a like i yeah, like I said, expand, don't replace, especially the original. Like, if, if it was something like, like, Autopia, who cares, get rid of it. Like, but, like, Country Bears, man, I don't know. Like, just... I'd be excited put it to somewhere see what else. they could do, you know? But why, I, why do they need to replace Country Bears? That's my question. I don't know where, I mean, I don't know how much extra space they have. They have I a mean, bajillion acres of space. Don't even put well, it in Magic Kingdom. Just, I don't know. Don't replace Country Bears. In, well, in, in conclusion, don't, Epcot, don't replace it wouldn't Country work. Bears. Anywhere, literally. There's nowhere in Epcot it would work. Um, Hollywood Studios, I think they probably know people are like, okay, enough with Toy Story and Star Wars. And then Animal Kingdom, it wouldn't work. 
So I think that, you know, that's kind of the... There um, has to. I mean, I, uh, I need to think about it, but like, I don't there think has to be a place I could put it. Except right? for Disney Hollywood Studios, but I think, you know, right, again... I'm going to make a statement, and I'm going to make people mad. All right. I'm going to look at the list of attractions at Magic Kingdom, and I'm going to pick one they should replace over... I mean, you're right in this... I mean, I guess, like, are we going off of the requirement... Are we just saying, like, space... Or are we going off the requirement that it has... Well, not, like, thematically. Does it, does it have to be, like, just enough space? Or does it have to be, like, a theater so they can just replace it? Like, I don't think that... Well, I don't know. I mean, either or. All right, let's look. Uh, All right. Mini Adventures of Winnie Pooh. Wait. When, yeah. Mini Adventures of Winnie the Pooh. Get it out of here. Get rid of it. Monsters, Inc. Laugh Floor. You could, you could make it fit, couldn't you? I think you could. Fantasy, well, maybe. No, I don't think it would. Okay, well, like let's, let, let's just old. pick attractions here that I think should go. Monsters in Glass Floor, yeah. get it out of here. Who cares? That's a show. Perfect. How Perfection. could you put a, a cowboy show in Tomorrowland? I don't know. We're throwing logic out the window. Get it out of here. Monsters in Glass Floor, get out. I do agree, though, that I would like to see that utilized a lot better. I'm not a huge fan. But again, I'm not a kid, and that's the primary audience, but I've done it once swiss family <laughs> treehouse first audio animatronic show built in a treehouse go for it get it out of here uh tomorrowland speedway get rid of that it. that would be a fun idea though that would actually legitimately be a fun idea if they could turn the treehouse into some sort of walkthrough animatronic show like they initially wanted like pirates to be Space Mountain, get it out of here. Uh, Splash Mountain, get rid of it. Who cares? Oh, no. Pirates no, of the no. Caribbean, get out of here. Who cares? Just get rid of it. Throw it out the window. Haunted Mansion, replace it with Toy Story uh, audio animatronic show. You still on board? No. You, you lost me. At Cinderella, a <laughs> Cinderella Castle. Now you're just demolish naming everything. It. Yeah, I'm just going down the list now. Uh, I, I, I think there's a lot better options than to get rid of Country Bears. Man. But my, uh, my point is like, where is the single one that would work thematically and is that you know like in terms of the environment well actually that's, uh, pre that's pretty much it um i could see i think the only one of what you mentioned that could work as pooh bear but they're kind of making it a point to keep that area all classic disney animated characters because people freaked out when they were gonna do some other stuff with it um unless they i mean maybe there's some space beyond Thunder Mountain, or I don't know. Either way, like, um, I don't know, they could get rid of the Hall of Presidents. No, that wouldn't work because, well, number one, it's too important of a, um, you know. I, I mean, I was, I was joking about most of those if you didn't, uh, if you didn't get that. Um, Once you said castle, that was when, when, because <laughs> I was just like, what? Yeah, starting with, uh, Splash and Space Mountain, I was, I was kidding. But man, I, I don't know. I just, I think there's other ways to do this i don't know I, I i actually have a wow they still have stitch's great escape stitch's great escape okay it wouldn't work thematically you're right but well, let's man pose, they, let's what i was gonna question. say is they still have that listed as temporarily closed on their website well, that's funny i was gonna say pose a question to anyone listening um tweet out either of us or both of us if you think there is because I'm, I'm legitimately curious if there's anywhere you think uh this show you know, let's say this is, you know, it's not the option of not doing it. Let's say they're like, okay, we have to do it. It's such a great idea. The technology is going to be amazing, but it has to fit thematically. 
where do you think there's anywhere else that it could go? Because I'd be curious to hear anyone's opinions, because to okay. me, I can't really think of any. Well, any not only thing. that, if you don't want to actually have to think about it and extrapolate, like, I just want to know, are you guys okay? Like, are you are you on Mark's side of the fence? I mean, just speaking in generalities, or mine, like, do you are you okay with Country Bears closing, or are you against it? Like, yeah, like, tweet at I'm, us, I'm, I'm curious. I'm, a, I'm one of the, I would imagine not many people if any, or like I said, I'm surprised at myself. Like I just, I, I have to be, I'm always trying to be honest and that's how I felt. And I'm sure I'm a minority. Um, I actually thought that you would be the opposite because, you know, I don't know. I just, I, I felt you'd be kind of on, on board. Um, well, I, I don't like, I mean, I don't know. I'm not going to be up at like, if they close it fine, but I just don't think they should. I mean, I'm not, like, uh, like upset about it. Like, I guess that goes, like, to show, like, even though I'm against it, like, Country Bears is not, like, a favorite attraction of mine or anything. I just don't think it should go. I think it's popular enough to justify its existence. It was a day one attraction. It, you know, I feel like it's part of, like, that classic Disney lineup, and I, I don't and think I agree they should with. get rid of that. I just, I don't know. I guess it's because... I don't know, like, I'm I'm not all for taking original experiences and redoing them just for the sake of making it new. But I guess it's like, if it could be done really well, and again, if it was a meet and greet or something like that, I would be totally against it. Um, I mean, you're right, because it is, you know, I guess in a weird way, though, I feel like if anything, Mickey Mouse Review would have been an even bigger loss because that was like Mickey's first attraction. It was the most advanced animatronically programmed stage show ever made like there were a lot more staple or uh, I don't know what the term is but I feel like there was a lot more value in keeping that one and that one they were more than willing to just ship off to Tokyo very quickly um, plus it didn't perform nearly as well as Country Bear um, yeah I'm I'm shocked at myself but it's like you know I just I don't know again it depends on what the final product would have to be but I don't know. I could see a lot of people being, but I don't know, I'm never the type of, even if like they decide to close Indiana Jones, I would be very upset and very sad because it's like my favorite attraction of all time, but I'm not the type to ever start like a petition or that kind of well, thing. Well, no, you're you know? just kind of delusional. If you, like, yeah, if you're, if you're, yeah, you're, you're, you've gone too far at that point. If you, if you think an online petition is going to change what Disney does. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah, I, I mean, yeah, I, I mean, I'm like most attractions, like if they closed, I mean, that's where I'm coming from. Like if they decided tomorrow, like they're going to close Haunted Mansion, I'd be like, wow, that's the worst decision ever. Right. But it's not like I would like be devastated and not go to Disney World or Disneyland anymore. Um, really, really, like I said, the only like, like, yeah, Harry Potter, if they closed that, it would like permanently damage my uh, passion for theme parks in general. But other than that, like. Yeah, I mean, I'm just on the team where it's like, why? Why close Country Bears? Yeah. Like, I, I don't think that, I think they should be adding, uh, not replacing, especially classics like that. Well, and like um, I said, I'm I'm personally biased because I grew up going to Disneyland. So I'm way more nostalgic about that stuff. And the fact that, you know, Walt Disney was more of part of it. And um, so I'm, I'm always, I'm Walt probably Disney always going to be the original one. Well, I know. I'm just saying in general, um, I think I'm probably all over always going to be a little more uh biased you know towards well, you like said, my upsetness of you know yeah 
I don't know. I'm I'm just very surprised actually. I was expecting you to be like uh, mm-hmm. up in arms. I mean not up in arms, you're not that tight, but just Like if it was Haunted Mansion or like the like here's the the weird one for me like if they hmm, this one this one's a very con if they were controversial um it would have to be an amazing experience. Like and I mean amazing maybe like revive the Western River Expedition. But if they did something amazing that fit with the area, that fit everything well, I would be okay with Disney World's Pirates of the Caribbean going away because, and only because, the Disneyland one is so much better. And the only reason they did Magic Kingdom Pirates of the Caribbean was because people were complaining, where's Pirates of the Caribbean? And they scrapped all of the amazing stuff that could have happened with Western River Expedition. And they purposefully put together like half an attraction just to get it up as fast as possible. So I feel like the motivations even for its construction were kind of not the best. So if it was something amazing, only only Magic Kingdoms. Would only be sacrilegious to people that have only rode Magic Kingdom version because you're right, like, if you ride Disneyland first and then go on Magic Kingdom, it's like, it, it feels exactly time. like what you just said. It feels very underwhelming compared to Disneyland's. Well, you can tell, like, riding it that, you know. Corners were that, cut. Yeah, it was like they literally just took the attraction and cut it in half, and there's no Blue Bayou. There's no, you know, lead into the story. Like, I don't know. I, I would be surprised. I know a lot of people that would be incredibly upset. But, again, I think it all boils down to that whatever's replacing it has to be, you know, very, very, very impressive and, I think I'm and just, worth it, you know? I'm just more understanding. Like I, like I said, I'm not, like, super upset about it. I'm, I'm just saying, like, I'm more understanding when they replace stuff altogether, like scrap stuff, when it's in Disneyland where they literally are, you know, they have no room for anything. Yeah. I'm sure if I thought about it, there, there would be many places that, could potentially go if if they thought they had to do it and also i just feel like i I just feel like there's no reason to do it like that i mean yeah i mean i I feel like there's enough toy story yeah but at the same time like i said maybe i think in the summer or there was one day when and it was like the peak day and it had a full house but other than that and i could be wrong because again i don't go on it that often or i don't go see it that often but it rarely does it have like even I would say like half like fifty percent um, capacity. Well, does that mean that Hall of Presidents should go too? Because it's not the flashiest. Like, well, I mean, for me, like ride. again, like that's more of a. I think that's that's a more of a very touchy subject in terms of politically, you know. But in terms of like my enjoyment out of it, well, no, I think it's an important attraction just in general to have something like that. That's not an IP that people can actually learn from. You know, like kids can learn from. So I feel like for that one, it's more educational. I think it's you know, it's more of a. I mean, I know recent additions is you know I'm not even gonna touch that, but um. Oh no, you've touched it. I barely I, I <laughs> tapped it, and that's all. I'm, but I'm gonna say I think it's more important, even just for like the main lobby that has all those, um, you know, historical objects from our past, and the overall message of the show is very important. So for that one. I feel like that would be. So I, I can't base it on it, my own. If you personal. took that out of that out of the equa- equation, you would be okay with all the presidents going. I mean, in terms of my personal enjoyment, probably because I rarely ever experience it. But I, I think it's a very important. I guess it's like I'd say, 
I think I think it's a very important attraction and experience and show. But for my personal enjoyment, I wouldn't be like, oh, I'll never get to see it again because I've seen it more than enough times. But I think it's a very important um, show to have. Man, you, uh, you, Mark is Mark is Mr. Contrarian today. Now, great moments with Mr. Lincoln is another thing entirely because, again, that is very um, – and, again, I know I'm being biased because I – you know, we all have the sides we go towards, but like Mr. Lincoln, I'd be way more upset about because of its historical significance and attachment to Walt Disney and the World's Fair and the advancement of animatronics and everything like that. Um, but again, Disneyland, I'm always going to—I'll just put it out. I'm always going to be more biased towards Disneyland because I grew up on it. That's where I fell in love with theme park and theme park history, and then it kind of expanded into. Disney World, um, because I didn't even go to Universal Florida until I was, what, mid-20s? Because I just, I had only come to Florida once, so I'm always going to be more biased, and I'll I'll be up front about that. Well, uh, today we have seen opinions from Mark I never thought, uh, I never thought we would hear. Um, yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm shocked to my very core, Mark. Yeah, I mean, I always try to be upfront and honest. And even if I have an opinion, like I'm sure there will be a lot of people who um, think I'm crazy and that I'm, a, you know, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a fa- I'm fake, you know, I'm fake news, or I'm just, I don't know, or, or or that I'm trying to be a contrarian. But I'm not. I, I always try to be honest about how I feel about things because I don't think we get anywhere by faking opinions. But I don't know. It's. it's I mean, weird. I'm not. Like I'm I said, not shocked I'm shocked by the opinion in general. My own opinion myself. I, I'm, I mean, I assumed a lot of people would have that opinion just because, yeah. I mean, I, I mean, I think a lot of people probably feel about the show how I do, where it's, like, not a favorite or anything. Um, but at the same time, a lot of people, like, feel that way, but don't also come from the perspective of, like, the history, right? So they would yeah. they would feel like you. Um, so, I, yeah, I'm not surprised about the opinion in general. I expected a lot of people to have that opinion, just not you. I oh, there will you be, to be if, more. If it does happen, I imagine it'll be... Probably the most upset people have been about the replacement of an attraction since, like, I don't know, Mr. Toad. I mean, there will be a lot of people. Great movie ride? Mm, Probably because of how close it is to, well, there's different, you know, camps of people. There's the, oh, I love this attraction since I was a kid versus Country Bear, where it's like, no, it's such a part of Mark Davis and Walt Disney and Disney World's foundation. So I think you'll get two different camps but i do think you'll see a lot of people upset about it like a lot i mean that's probably as good of a reason as of any like for them to get rid of it because even though i'm i'm i mean i i'm there's a lot there's gonna be very few things where i'm just like this is how it has to be that's it like i'm very like open to with theme park stuff i'm pretty open to like opinions on it but i guess that's a good a reason as any for like why it wouldn't be the end of the world to get rid of it because even though i am on like team why change it it's still not like a like a favorite of mine or like an attraction I would rush to versus pretty much any other attraction from like that classic, like not necessarily opening day, but you know, you know, like just classic yeah. Disney lineup, you know, uh, Pirates of the Caribbean, uh, Haunted Mansion, whatever. All of those are like must rides, like have to ride them when I'm there. Country Bears, even though I don't think they should get rid of it. I mean, would I seek it out? It's like, let's say I was, I mean, I, I generally don't, do this i've only done it ever once one day but let's say i was at the theme park by myself would i 
go on Country Bears? No, probably not. Um, so, I mean, I guess that's a good enough reason to get rid of it. Like, they can see their numbers. Um, I, I just, I'm just very surprised because it just, it is a one that's like ingrained in like yeah. Disney to me. So it's surprising that they would even consider it. Um, especially at Walt Disney World, where, like I said, I just don't think it's a necessity. I'm sure, like, Magic Kingdom is thriving yeah. right now, and Country Bears isn't holding it back, and certainly isn't, like, a like a blight on the theme park. But again, could be, you know, a rumor, like, purely a rumor. Who kn- Yeah, you know, we, you know. And there's no foundation to it, but... Um, that was a long podcast. Yeah, I think I've gotten everything out of uh, my system that I wanted to talk about for this uh this episode yeah like we said uh uh mark's twitter is at yester underscore world mine is uh at yester at yester underscore world underscore q so if you have any i I mean i would just like to know like if you if you made it to the very end do you are you okay with country bears leaving or are you not like just just let us know like i I just want to know from the most like base level if you're okay with it because i i mean man if mark's okay with it it must be i mean i must maybe i'm starting to feel like i might be the no, I think I think I'm. No, I think I am. I. I mean, I, I like I said. I think people. If this came to be official, um, I, I can. Ima- <clears throat> I can imagine a lot of people being very, very, very upset. But yeah, curious to hear anyone's thoughts and opinions. And as uh, we've mentioned a few times in the past, if you enjoyed the podcast and made it this far, uh, go on iTunes um, if you can and leave us a rating and slash or a review, as that does help. Uh, get this out there as we're you know trying to uh, be more get this more consistent and uh, it helps us out. Yeah, and Mark and I, I mean, we'll we'll, we'll always uh, like uh, you know text each other or whatever because we love reading uh, all the different reviews uh, that you guys have left, and we're getting close to 100 ratings, which is our like short term goal. Uh, so we appreciate you guys uh, leaving those ratings and reviews or whatever. Um, so yeah, thank you guys for listening, especially if we made it to the end of this one, cause this is probably our longest one in a, a long in a while. while. Yeah. Um, we, we actually had a good amount of really interesting topics today. So yeah, thanks for listening and we'll see you next week. All right. Bye guys.